Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Last game of the year, Brent. Can't hold anything back now. Oh, it's snowing. Isn't that wonderful? I never felt so much like Christmas in all my life. Don't you, Sherry, dear? Shut your nasty little face. All right. Dude, can I walk you through my shower? Please do. Indication! Santa, get a move on. Shake that fat ass. I demand it. Oh, yeah! He wanted to go and live with God. There's no elves, and there's no there's no reindeer, and there's no Santa, and there's no okay. Jesus, and there's no snow. There's none of those things. It's quitters, never give up. Drops or drops? Go ahead. Repping for all of quitters, never give up. Check off. Christopher, check off. Jen Pastorini. Check off. Lindsay, check off. Hello, Drew. Oh, the great Ed Wynn, ladies and gentlemen. I love him so much. Because I said quitters never give up, and he said, that's all they do. Drops or drops? And now the sound of John Denver being strangled. You came on my pillow. Drops or drops? Thank you. All our party people. Wow, Lindsay's reaction was well worth it. This is Quitters Never Give Up, episode 135. <laughs> That's Monty Python. Drops or drops? And uh, Ralph played that for us. All right, let's say hello to Lindsay while we're here. Why is Lindsay not making good choices all of a sudden? Hi, Lindsay. Hello. My choice to show up here is already in question. <laughs> uh, let's say hello to Edwin. How was your weekend, Edwin? Did you do anything magical, exciting, mm-hmm. wonderful? How was your weekend, Edwin? Oh, it was magical, exciting, and wonderful. Hello, everybody. Let's say hello to Jen. Hi, Bubba's. Where are you guys? Aunt Jen's drunk. Hi, Aunt Jen. <laughs> the holidays party people. <laughs> uh, Drew is not here yet. He might join us later. Not Drew. Drew. Yeah, not Drew. And I'm Christopher. Janks to Christopher. This guy is a janky town hero. Janky town hero. Hello and welcome to a very special flashback. Because I'm going to introduce you now. Flashback. And now, flashback. Let's have a look at this. Just play the intro. First, it's time for Ralph's rant. To the rich, the powerful, the soulless who would take advantage of the common man, you are hereby served notice that the average American is about to fight back. No longer will you run roughshod over the everyday consumer. You are about to fall victim to one of Ralph's rants. Let's talk about the goddamn post office, shall we? 
Go oh, get him, Ralph. dare you. Listen to me about this post office. Bean, thing. first of all, loves the post office. He cannot Try, support what Ralph's going to Tries to about. go at least once a day. Yesterday, found a way to go twice. Besides what I think about the post office being a borderline monopoly and how they have us by the throats in terms of how we have to get our mail from one place to another. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, barring their, uh, their usual uh, subpar service... Right. As a delivery system, when mm -hmm. you get your letters all crumpled up and, and stuff rejected and stuff never gets there from one place to the other, right. barring all that stuff, the experience of going to the post office is hell. It is. Yeah. It's absolutely, it is the definition of hell. And that's what Bean chooses to do on a daily basis hey, Ralph, and takes his I, greatest joy in. I, I don't know what your specific complaint is, and you very well may have one that I may not be able to defend, but there are lots of other options to deliver mail. You can send mail through, you know... FedEx or DHL or lots of other ways if you want to spend it. It's just that it's so much cheaper to send it through the post office because they offer that service at a better price. Well, now, now there is, but forever, for as long, you know, as there's been mail and letters, I mean, they pretty much have cornered the market. Yeah, but for the last 20 years, you could say you never have to use the mail if you don't want to. Now, you be quiet. I'm saying. We want to hear what Ralph has to say. Okay. So, uh, going to the, the post office itself is a experience that most of us desperately try to avoid because, especially in a city like Los Angeles, where everybody has to send cash back to their home in Lithuania or whatever the <laughs> F they're doing in my neighborhood. I swear to God, you go to my neighborhood post office and it's like a third world country. You don't hear English for about four hours while you're standing in line. Um, the, the lines and then, and then the service of the people behind the counters is, is horrific. It is almost laughable in the sense that if you saw that scene in a movie, you'd be like, they're, they're really going overboard. That's an exaggeration. Right. Nobody would really be right. like that. So they offer you these machines, okay? They got machines along the wall, and they, they started to do the self-service thing where you can kind of weigh your package or whatever, and you can print out your own postage if you have a right. credit card and stuff. Right. And then they've got the, the stamp machine against the wall, mm -hmm. and that is... The key for anyone who goes, who needs stamps, really, because if you go to the post office and all you need is stamps, if you don't need to get insured on a package or send something, you're to stand in line just to buy freaking stamps yeah. is 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 pointless. Yeah, so you go sure. to the machine, which is like uh, they really should call them slot machines more than stamp machines, <laughs> because what you do when you go to these stamp machines in any post office is you put your money in and you hope you get lucky. Maybe the stamps will come out, maybe they won't. Who it's knows? a gamble? It is a gamble. It's like a slot machine. You put, in, you put in $7.40 and you hope and you pull the handle and you hope maybe something will drop but out. But not every time. It's just like being at the wind. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. You, you might as well put that $7.40 on double zero on exactly. roulette wheel. You might, you might be luckier. Cause you, so I the other, I'm in there the other day and I put my money in and I'm going to buy some stamps and... They, they don't let you... Use your ATM card. Right, you got to put cash in. Yes, which totally annoys me. But sometimes they'll let you get a second purchase with the remaining number that you have, the remaining amount you have from your... You put a $20 bill in and you right. only buy something for 7 bucks or right. something. Sometimes they'll make you like make a second purchase mm -hmm. if the machine feels like it that right. day. If it yeah. doesn't feel like it, then it just drops down 150 pounds worth of Sacagawea dollar <laughs> coins. Yes. <laughs> this is how they give you change now at the post office. <laughs> If you get anything over 99 cents back in change, you're getting a Sacagawea freaking coin. Okay? Don't get me started on these coins, by the way. Why are they minting these? Who's using them? What's the point of the coin? What was the history of that very, very quickly, Bean? When did those come out and why? 
Well, there's always been a dollar coin in America. Right. And it's, all, it's practically always been useless. Because with a paper dollar, it's very light and very easy to carry. The federal government encourages them because they last so much longer than paper dollars. Ultimately, they save us and the government money. If more people would use the coins, we wouldn't. it'd be cheaper for us. You That's know why, why they last longer? Because everyone puts them in a coffee can in their, in their <laughs> closet, and no one carries them with them because no. your pants fall down when you but, try to carry $8 with you because it's 90 pounds of metal. <laughs> well, they could stay in circulation for decades as opposed to a paper dollar which they lasts a couple of years. There's no one circulating them. <laughs> They're sitting in your dashboard or in your closet at home or in a coffee cup on your the, desk. Uh, King of Mexico paid off a sports wager to Kevin uh, yes. a couple of weeks ago uh, in like 20 seconds of coins, and Kevin yes. just left them in the office. He's just like, I'm not even going to take them home. I just had to give them away because Kevin was throwing them around like a guy on a float in Mardi Gras. <laughs> he was throwing the, the coins to people just because he didn't want to deal with them because everyone hates these freaking coins. All right, back to my point. You go, you get your stamps. They drop uh, eight of these Sacagaweas down into the, the coin change machine. That's your change, okay? Now, I'm not done with my purchase yet. I need more stamps. Right. And I've got eight Sacagaweas, and it's $7.40 for a book of uh, first okay. class stamps. Fantastic. So I take the Sacagaweas, and I start to feed them into the coin slot. Mm -hmm. No. That machine does not accept Sacagawea dollar <laughs> coins as currency to buy stamps. You effing kidding me? <laughs> Are you so kidding me? It wouldn't I take you not. It wouldn't take I them. I said to the lady, this is not taking us. Oh, no. That machine doesn't accept those dollar coins. <laughs> hey, they the gave it to me. They get rid of them, too. <laughs> they don't want them back. The machine gave them to me. How does it not accept them? <laughs> oh, my God. What kind of bigoted horror machine is this that will give out those coins, but it won't take those coins? Come on. Is... Why do you want to play a brother like that? That's fantastic, Rob. That is that's, pretty spectacular. That's your, that's your government action right there. I that's that's ma that's magic. That it. I was dumbfounded. I had a fifteen minute conversation. I couldn't process it. <laughs> that the machine that released these coins into my hand would not take them back again. That that the circle could not be completed. Does it take uh, any coins? Can you put quarters in? Quarters, like that? dimes, nickels, fine. Just no won't dollars. accept the Sacagawea silver dollar coin dollar whatever the. F that is. It won't accept what it gave you. It gave it gives it to me, eight of them. I'm stuck. I said, I'm gonna buy more stamps because I'm not gonna carry around eighty pounds of metal for eight dollars. I'm just I refuse. I'm gonna put these back in, I'll get a second book of stamps. No, no, sir. No stamps for you because this machine does not accept the change that it gave you. How long did you just sit there and stare at it and not say a word trying to get your head around the fact that this is happening? Uh, about four minutes. I just stared at the machine. And no, well, first I took about eight minutes saying, well, this must be a damaged coin or something. It doesn't like this one, so I'll try that. And I, I just, I've, like a, like a monkey, I just fed the coins in and watched it drop into the coin slot. And I kept going. I'd pick it up and do another one. Like, like some, I was there just waiting for the outcome to become different from what I had started. And maybe, maybe it would take one of the coins. Maybe one of them would be acceptable to the almighty stamp machine. And then I had a five minute conversation with the uh, the young lady who was the, uh, the work on the floor there trying and, to help people out. And what out. did she say? What was her answer? Oh, no, it doesn't take those coins. But how can it give it without machine. taking them? Right. Well, well we can't give change in dollars. There's no way to give dollar changes, so that's how we give change. Well, then take it back. <laughs> no. No, you can get line. You can use them in line. I know I can use them in line. Yeah, that's the whole purpose of the machine is so you don't have to get in line. So I am going to put a V for Vendetta mask on and a cape and a hat, and I'm going I'm going to stick my fist right through that goddamn machine today. 
Can you believe that's how screwed up the effing post office is? That machine went back to its home, and it's, when it was sitting around the family dinner, dinner table, they were laughing about that. You'll never believe what I did to a guy today. All the machines sitting around the dinner table? Yeah. You'll never believe what I did to a guy named Ralph today. I was incensed. Eric in uh, Bre uh, Brea, good morning. Good morning. Hi, what about those machines? Yeah, they also take the pennies. They won't take your dollars, but they will take the pennies. So you can, really? I can give them 100 pennies, but I can't give them a Sacagawea. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Hundred. Oh That's gosh. the genius of the postal service, my friends. In action. USPS, baby. <laughs> the only thing I can imagine, and it's crazy. Uh, I'm not defending it. It's crazy. But the only thing I can imagine is maybe no, uh, maybe no vending machines are set up to take. Maybe they just don't have vending machines then that are set up to take dollar coins. Give them out. Yes. I let's agree. stop the insanity with these Sacagawea <laughs> coins. I agree. Paper you are right. Only let's just give up this facade that these coins are useful for anything except making you look like a rapper when your pants are hanging down. <laughs> Yeah, in a government office, you ought to be allowed to spend any government currency. That's Do you think for sure. the post office employees were sitting around their lunch table in the back watching video of Ralph? Because <laughs> <that's his, laughs> He's going to do it again. Oh, he did it again. Look at this. He's, he's slipping out. There's a guy in the swan hatch laughing his ass off right now watching you, Ralph. Good times. Good times. I hate the post office. Oh, too funny. I will say the place where I used to get my coffee... Gave me change in Sacagaweas. Next day, I tried to buy my coffee with the Sacagaweas they gave me. We don't take those. So I feel your pain, Ralph. I actually do that. Um, okay, so I'm just going to say this. Nowadays, uh, banks taking change, like coin change, really is actually a hassle. If I can avoid it, I don't like it. But at the same time, some people want them. The one weird thing Ralph did mention, though, is that I know that the local post office I had as a kid had one of those machines. And when it would spit out quarters for change, occasionally it would spit out Sacagaweas by accident. So you could buy a stamp and you could come out on top. It was rare and it was also like one of the few times I ever used the machine. But I'm like, hey, got a fistful. This is like going to Vegas, huh? You and all your friends? Yeah. Seven come eleven, baby needs a new pair of shoes. Give me that Sacagawea. File <laughs> that for, for what? That's a clip. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for the next one? Next one, yes. Not every type of music is for everyone. That's all I'm saying. That's I'm my point. saying that too. I think some music I don't particularly like. But I can tell it's good. I can see why other people like it. Right, exactly. But then there's country music, which blows. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm that way with the Beatles. I, I can see the Beatles are great. I know their influence. I know everybody loves them. You just don't like it. I don't like it. You, I don't but you wouldn't say the Beatles blow, would no, you? No, 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 I wouldn't. No. But country it's, music uh, blows. Kevin Beach at K-Rock, 106.7 K-Rock Let me uh, back up a half a step for folks uh, listening right now, because at the end of the show yesterday on Kevin Bean's What Is Your Deal, uh, we had a listener call in who had just, was just beside himself because he had just heard what he thought was maybe one of the worst songs of all time, and I think we all agree with him. It's called Honky Tonk Badonkadonk is the name of the song. And it's a big, big country record by an artist named Trace Atkins, and I think we've got some of that to play for you. This is a huge hit. Number one. 
country. It, was a, it, it, it is a former number one song, and Ralph heard this yesterday and just went off. <laughs> and just, I mean, he Ralph hates all country music. Is the way I under, understood it. Right, from but this song it sucks. This song, that that, that, that song does blow. Does That's a terrible song. So we could all agree on that at the beginning yes. of this. That song. Yeah, blows. That's the song that country music fans made number one. Is what I'm saying because they suck. And they love music that sucks. Yeah, so it all becomes a big yeah, pile of suckitude. What if London Bridge becomes number one? Hey, then is, I will listen to London Bridge all day long instead of hearing that once. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you, Lisa. <laughs> the right. worst of every other genre of music, when put up against country music, looks like freaking Beethoven <laughs> I crafted it. Paris Hilton. Uh, for a week, I'd listen to that song nonstop <laughs> versus one stanza of that S-Kicker's music. <laughs> F him, F him, F him. Hey, he rhymed but, eight ball and wall and tall and all. He did that. And how does that song not sound like every other goddamn country song you ever heard, by the way? <laughs> Boot, scoot, buggy, achy, breaky heart. It's the same goddamn song over and over again. It all sucks. Okay, so that was the conversation we had yesterday. I think you can tell that uh, Ralph was a little fired up about it. So I said to him in a challenge, I said, look, I I'm a big fan of country music. I, I don't like that song at all. In fact, I don't like any of the songs that Ralph did. I'm not, I don't, I've never liked the Boot Scootin' Booty. I, booty, I've all never liked the, the music that sucks. Achy breaking that's country I never music. liked any of those songs. But there are tons of great country oh, songs that it. I think if Ralph were exposed to, I think he would enjoy. Right, and, so, and, you, and we have some, some samples. That, yeah, we have some clips. Right. About 45 seconds of three. The, the challenge was to bring in three songs. So what I did is I went on iTunes and I clicked on their top 100 downloaded country songs. And then you week. ignored Badunka Dunk, which in was fact, first. In fact, that Badunka Dunk was number 20 oh, downloaded sure. this week. Yeah. Okay, all right. This next one is by Tim McGraw, who's an artist I think you would like very, very much. I mean, he, uh, you know, I, I think he's a, the type of artist, Ralph, that I think you would enjoy. And this is a song mm -hmm. that is also a former number one country song. It's number 42 this week on the iTunes list. Tim McGraw, Live While You Were Dying, is what this song's called. You said I was in my early 40s With a lot of life before me And a moment came that stopped me on a dime now, you don't hate it so far, right? Yes, I do. I spent most of the next day. Stop them on a dime. Looking at the x-rays. Talking about the options. And talking about sweet times. All right, he's just been diagnosed with very serious Asked illness. when it sank in. This might really be the real end. How's it hit you when you get that kind of news? Man, what you do? Man, what you do? He said, I went sky. But his alarm just went off. All right, Stop so you're, you're out on the life affirmation of he thought he was going to die, and now he's going to live his life to the fullest. How is that it. any different than that Garth Brooks song, I Would Have Missed the Dance? Same goddamn melody, same goddamn <laughs> premise, same effing BS song. You can look at a million rock songs that are very similar no. to yes, each other. You yes, don't you even can. hold that you against can, them like at you all, You can look though. at every country song and say they're <laughs> no. exactly like each other. Is that song exactly the same as Badonkadonk? No, but they have, they have two songs. They've got the ballad, they've got the sappy BS ballad, and then they've got the honky-tonk <laughs> song where they just shot their big effing belt buckles and put on their snap shirts and get in their trucks with their gun racks, and they all say, we're better than you because we're poor and stupid. So the Tim McGraw, by the way, who's the last thing from poor and stupid, let's remember he is married to Faith Hill and he's a multi-billionaire, but the, the Tim McGraw song you hate just because it reminds you of the Garth Brooks song no, from a few years ago that you also No, it's all the same it. BS sappy ballad. Every goddamn country ballad is this 
same exact song. That's why I hate it. There are very few crap. songs about guys who are faced with death who then learn to appreciate it. Sometimes life. they're but, crying in their beer. Or in their dog or their truck. <laughs> or, oh, here's, something, here's something totally different by another fantastic country artist named Alan Jackson. You're right. familiar with some Pick of his work, I'm sure. I got some songs, too. Come on, let's <laughs> go. Right. This is, all right, this is uh, also a former number one song. It's currently number 31. All right, on the Casey Kasem with the list. Play the song. <laughs> here's Alan Jackson. Sun is hot and that old clock is moving slow. Uh, so am I. Workday passes like molasses in wintertime. Wasted away again in Margaritaville. Wait for the boss. Just push me over the, it's the same bed. They just put their words to it. I wish you could see Ralph's face. I think I'll just call it a day. Okay, here I, got it. I think you'll appreciate this. See, because he's drinking. He's drinking. That's what is the prize? He's drinking in a country song, Kevin? How does he come up with the originality to craft that piece of masterwork? Oh, he's, he's a song about drinking. Wow, Dean, you're right. Country is great. F it, everybody who makes country music, people who listen to it, the music That's itself. F it. That's a song for people who are stuck in their cubicle, who can't believe it's only noon My on a Wednesday. My country western guys... fans work in cubicles. Oh, many of them. Millions me? of them. Millions of them. And he, what he's saying is, it's, at least it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I'm blowing off the rest of the day and drinking. That's a message. That's a song that everybody can relate to. And wow, enjoy. a drinking song. Where did, where did you find that, Bean? You must have scoured country music to come up with that. Why don't you look at rock and go, oh, a love song. Oh, where did they find that? Oh, they're talking about falling in love again. It's the same argument. Ralph, come on. No, you're not it's being not. Fair. Come on. How many country western songs about, oh, I'm going to drink a tall neck. I'm going to drink this. Oh, yeah, I'm a tequila boy. I'm a tequila girl. I'm a Jack what Daniels that song woman. That's sounds like all it all, the though. same goddamn song. <laughs> Is that what that song sounded like at all to you? It's, it's all the song. You're not listening to me. It's all the same goddamn song. Epic. Except for the fact that it's completely different. The song that you're singing is nothing like either of the two songs that we just played in it's a row It's all here. the same premise. It's all the same recycled crap over and over again. <laughs> and you think the messages in other genres of music are different. They write about different stuff. Do you hate all rap because they only talk about sex and drugs and cars? I mean, no, is, is, because rap that's songs all you can differentiate about. between rap songs. But they all have the same theme. There are a thousand of them that are all on getting laid. Do you hate them all because they recycle the theme? Or you, you hold country else? music to a different standard? Do you have anything else? No, I have plenty, but clearly you've already made up your mind. So you go ahead and reinforce your opinion with your songs. <laughs> Bean sounds like he's, he's pouting already. He's pouting. Here's a song. No, here's I, I, here's just, some country the, pre the premise was that Ralph already hates all country, and uh, I, I, I don't know what we add by adding on to that, but go ahead. I heard him singing a most peculiar F country music. <laughs> Look, I wasn't. I knew better than to try to win you over with something from 1945. That's why I'm I didn't going, bring in Western music. Hey, I'm going from the beginning all the way to the end, Bean. Show you how it all blows. Uh, Here's a classic, a country western classic. All right, and this is another example. Oh. All oh, my exes live in Texas. Texas is a place. <laughs> you can't do any better than George.
George Strait. That's no, a great you song. Can't. That's what I'm saying. You <laughs> can't do any song. better than George Strait. That's my point exactly. <laughs> don't tell my heart. How about this? Breaking, breaking home. I just don't think it Classic. Classic. And if you tell my heart, my aching, breaking heart, he might. Maybe that's a, maybe that's one of the worst songs song. ever. I agree. And number one pop song, too, at the same time, remember. Oh, my God. How about this one? Toby Keith, my favorite. I want to talk about me. want to talk about I. want to talk about number one. Oh, my, me, my. What I think, what I like, what I know, what, what I want, what I see. <laughs> I like talking about you, 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 you believe. But occasionally, I want to talk about me. Talk about me, my mo, me, me, my, my, me, my mo, F you. Get in your Ford truck and hit a tree. Donkey Kong. Like Donkey Kong. He's got it going on like Donkey Kong. Like Donkey Kong, he's got it going on. Is there anyone you like? Do you like Willie Nelson? Do you like Johnny Cash? Is there anyone that you will at least say is good? Country music blows. Sounds like you're undecided, though. That's why I keep asking. That was a tour of awful. That was that was bad. That also aged. Like I, I don't know if you realize they were talking about songs from different categories or different genres of music going and making it the number one um didn't uh uh god what's this the billy ray cyrus and why can't i remember his name right now old town road darius rucker no that's not darius rucker that's count smoky count smoky no no um uh, Turn ferguson sex. well no sex. sex yes so those that, that that was a song that they said oh lost you helped that. them Oh, Christopher, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. He went against the Kevin and Bean oh, plan. So wow. sorry. Wow. Wow, I thought I had like another five minutes to try to figure that one out. I I'm so notes. sorry. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm booing myself. I... You know, honestly, I don't even care what I have to say after that. Wow, Lindsay. Wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, keep me. going, Drew. Keep going. I, I don't even know, but I was going to say that uh, it's it's one of those things where they were saying, like, Ralph's like, hey, this is that song. Um, they started playing that one song where it was the Jimmy Buffett song. I'm like, this is Margaritaville. Um, he yeah. was calling it. It's it's just, it's reused music. Uh, country music blows. I'm going to take my horse down that old town road. All right, next clip. <laughs> All right, well, it wouldn't be a year end without the... 2009 Kevin and Bean Show Top Moments with. Hey! That was a good one. If we do the top 10 haze of 2009, that one might even make it. It's 106.7 KROQ. In fact, the world famous K-Rock at 840. You are listening to the Kevin and Bean Show. We are looking back on the year almost past, the year of 2009. Next hour, by the way, we'll be counting down the top 10 sound bites of 2009. Will the FBI make the list? God, you can help not. decide. Go to <laughs> KevinandBean.com and uh, cast your vote. We'll find out in less than an hour what the top 10 sound bites are for this show for 2009. All right. In the recap department, Psycho Mike, you are leading the next one. You are the keeper of the moments with. What yes. do we need to know? Top 10 moments with of 2009. Uh, we're going to start off the list with Bean. At the very beginning of the year, we had Mr. Tom Morello in here, and Bean just fails trying to ask him a question. <laughs> and now, a moment with Bean. 
That, you, um, uh, I can't believe I totally forgot. I had a really good question about that. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had one of these happen, but I totally forgot. <laughs> wow. That was wow. a moment with me. Here, here's, uh, as the, in the words of Santa Carl, here's my whole thing. Most people, they have a brain fart like that, and it's gone, and they're never reminded of it again. Everything we say is on a microphone and saved forever, and boy, do they come back to haunt you, because well, it happens to everybody. And you think that would be motivation to not suck. Yes, but you would isn't. think so. It you would think so. Here's right. another Num- appearance by Bean at number nine. He tries to go with a common figure speech, and again, just fails. I'm not coming in. I'm just, just talking off the hip here, man. I'm... <laughs> Or from the hip, or wherever the Shooting hip is. Shooting from the hip. Yeah, you Whatever should be talking the off the top Whatever of your you head. Whatever you do with your hip. Pick one of the other. I'm not just talking from the hip here. That was a moment with me. I can't even remember that one. You're the wow. glee in Kevin's voice, by the way, when he realizes that yes, Kevin, that, that Bean Kevin. has screwed up as badly as he usually does. Well, I'd like to point out we're doing the top ten moments with, which are fails on this show for the year. So far, it's 100% beans. Yeah, so what's well, up with that? Yep. Stop sucking. Here comes Kevin. Here comes Kevin. Uh, we were talking to a local weathercaster here in uh, in L.A. His name is Doug Kriegel. And often Ralph will portray him, and, and we'll talk to him about the rain here in Los Angeles. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. All right, well, good reporting, Craig. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Doug. Doug, thank you, Steve. <laughs> that was a moment Craig, now that's wow. interesting. <laughs> All right, we're up to what, number seven now? Uh, this is number seven. Um, Kevin is trying to uh, solicit for our very popular Miss Double D show, and he cannot do that so well. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Miss Double, Decem- uh, Miss Double December uh, comes... What just happened to me? I don't know. What just, just happened? Oh Did I have a stroke right there? <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. Yeah, sure was. <laughs> That's classic number six. Lisa May uh, uh, often has to do advertisements in her traffic, and those are very important because our advertisers, you know, help pay for the radio station. So it's it's good that Lisa totally screws this one up. And now a moment with Lisa May. Super Lotto Plus or Mega Million plays and enter into a bogus straw. I'm bonus straw. <laughs> that was a moment with Lisa May. Oops. You, you call the lottery bogus? Oh, man. The whole thing's a sham? I heard about that. Wow. <laughs> and, and they're paying you to read that? They Come sure on. Did. <laughs> Top 10 moments with on the Kevin and Bean Show. We're up to number five. We made our way to number five. Kevin screws up simple words. So when he tries to go for long words, it's just, it's a bad scene. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Yeah. Well, she said she looked like Ernest Mordenine in that one. Yeah, interview, right. Remember? I mean, come that's on. Fake self def 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 or whatever. Deprecation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. Wow, that's rough. I hope that future affiliates of the Kevin and Bean Show are tuning in today to see how fine this program is if they want to carry it on their station. All right, number four. Earlier in the countdown, we heard Bean screw up a common figure of speech. Now it's Kevin's turn. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. I mean, if they start smelling money in the water, they're going to start coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. Yeah. You know, that just Mangled. happened very, very recently. That was us talking about the Tiger Woods story, the showbiz beat with Ralph. And uh, here's how here's how inured we are to the moments with anymore. None of us in the room or in the office even noticed that one. It was a listener who tipped us off. And once we went back and saw how spectacular it was, it ended up at number four on the yeah. list. Yeah. 
This is just a plain old brain fart from Ralph. I don't know. I can't really explain what happened, but it's Ralph's first appearance on the top 10 moments with of 2009. And now, a moment with Ralph. Hey! What? That was just a sound. <laughs> just some sound came out of me. It wasn't the beginning of a word or nope. a sense or thought. Just a sound. Wow. That was a moment with Ralph. I think it's the onset of early Tourette's. Hey! Hey! <laughs> All right. I'm getting very nervous. What's left? If this is uh, what didn't make number two and number one, but what's uh, what's the next clip up? Number two is Kevin, and he comes out of a song to give the name and numbers of our radio station and doesn't do so well. Doesn't Anyone? he say 1027 or 1067? No. 1027, 1067. Let's see. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. 102. 102? <laughs> wow. 102. Do you know something we don't know? No. <laughs> 11. <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. That's the best. All right. Number one. What's, there's a lot of competition for this one. The number one moment with I mean, this is like, honestly, when you start thinking about the number one moment with of the year, it's just like American Idol. There are hundreds of thousands competing to be number one every year, but there can only be one champion. I'm terrified that it's going to be me. Bean, you do take home the trophy for the number one. Really? Moment with of 2009. Ralph was doing a voice bit where he was portraying a Japanese girl. I don't remember this voice bit, but it was about four or five months ago from the from the date of the, of the audio that I pulled. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the first time on the Kevin Bean Show, and I hope there will be many other appearances, Miyuku Hatayoma. Yama, I, there's no way I said that right. Uh, hello, how are you? <laughs> Wait, who was that? That's the worst intro ever. It was terrible. Yeah, there we go. Hello, how are you? That's funny, yet also very, very sad. Yeah. What you do for All a right. living? Yeah. I know. Excellent. Um, uh, that's it. I did a little extra long one since it's the end of the year. So now for the roundup. <laughs> so, if I may, <clears throat> hit it, Steve. Nailed it. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> <laughs> you get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. I'm shaving this bitch live on the crowdcast. Yeah. What the fuck you are you doing? You just what heard that? That happened? That indeed did happen. Uh, let's start off with the Frank and Friends show and Punk Rock Frank. Oh, like, what's the craziest concert you've ever been to that was just uncomfortable? I, uh, I don't go to that many. I've been to several. When I was younger, I mean, I went to some show, I think it was at the 930 Club. This is before we were married. Jerry and I went to some punk rock band and there was slam dancing involved. Did you get bruises? Yeah, probably not. I mean, I probably just, I probably just like, uh, I'm unenthusiastically. I slam dance a little bit, but I'm like, eh, that's enough. Like, that's... <laughs> Frank, my family slam dances unenthusiastically. I was like, ah, uh, you know, I'm like on the outskirts. I'm like, oh, here, I'll bump you a little bit. No, no, I've seen enough. Oh, man. Frank is definitely part of the punk rock scene. 
I I couldn't believe that he didn't have any wilder concert stories, considering he was on K Rock and on KLOS. I was gonna say because like even I in my like early days of not being really like into punk went to a Bad Brains show. I saw Pennywise and Ninety Eight Mute in AFI when they were barely anything so like i thought he was gonna be like oh yeah no i went ahead and uh jumped off the stage at iron maiden or something but okay typical frank frank in it to 11 all right on oh so judgy we get an update on our podcast war podcast war podcast war podcast war podcast war's on everybody it's going down shit is going down yeah i made that drop we're gonna use it as much as we can here we go O-H-H, Jess, with three S's. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to cut you off real fast. I was listening to a podcast okay. a couple of days ago, okay? And they go by the name of Quitters Never Give Up. <laughs> I've talked about them in the past, and I've given them shout-outs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they They're talk- our friends over there. They they talk they talk about us at our, about our podcast, too. They review us. To the listeners, everything. just... They're, they're friends of ours, <laughs> okay? <laughs> yes. They're friends of ours. Um, this is all playful fun. Play, playful fun. You are a hot mess. I am. So, uh, they decided to, to, to declare war on me for something <laughs> I said about Darla. Edwin is the one who, who had ultra uber anger for you, yes. Okay, so it was either Edwin, but who was the one that said that they wanted to come on the show and argue? I think it was Edwin. It's, I believe it was Edwin, too. All right, so to the uh, Quitters Never Give a Podcast, I am welcoming you guys. If you guys ever want to come on the show as a as a, uh, as a a guest, you guys are more than welcome. You guys are awesome. I love your podcast. Uh, I'm still going to find that war that you guys want because I'm going to look for a clip about Darla. <laughs> I will find one because I know You're for You're not going to find it. She was a total jerk. You're not. <laughs> God. I would have punted that child across the football field. Hashtag cancel Tuki. <laughs> <laughs> Edwin, they're challenging you. Well, he has strong thoughts about Darla. I mean, I like Little Rascals, but I don't Frank it to 11 or took it to 11. But, but I do it, want to go on your show. Isn't it the whole point of the show that, you know, one person has to take one point and the other takes the other? I'll take whatever point we're standing on. I've been on the Bay team. Like, let's go. I'll go ahead and not going to say what I was going to pop in my head there. But yeah, we'll, we'll yell things that we shouldn't. You're not going to pun any little kids, though, right? I just, I just want to make sure that's no, off the no, table. No, 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 no. I definitely have no kicking ability. Well, you guys should be forewarned. Tukey was a little genius when he was in school. Here's him talking about uh, his early years in school. I knew my, my multiplication by the time I was in pre-K. Yes, audience, I actually do have part of a brain, even though I don't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew my multiplication by the time I hit pre-K. By the time I graduated from high school, uh, mathematics was my strongest point. But I had the same thing happen to me. When I was pretty much in every grade, I would be one of the first ones to finish my assignments and the teachers would make me help. My mom would always tell them, put him in a more advanced class. So genius level there, excellent at math. That's just the point of his whole argument. Oh, actually, let me let me do this one. When you're helping somebody with an assignment or a task, there's always something to learn from it. Two plus two is always going to be three. I mean, sorry. <laughs> four. Two plus two is always going to be four. I saw your face and it just threw me off. Two plus two is always going to be four. So uh, Tuki is going to be a formidable opponent. Edwin, 
we got this. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. spectacular. Nice job. Nice job, Tookie. Tookie <laughs> plus Tookie is four, I guess. Oh, hey, yo. File. <laughs> File for the end of the year. Dear God. Would you like to take that back? Would you like to take that back? No way. Maybe. Okay. Keep it. Hang on to it. It's good. Works. All right. Over on the Ralph Report, he's been going over some bad Christmas songs. Uh, the first one is, uh, well, Billy's Christmas Wish. And if you look this up, it's the, probably the worst song I've ever heard in my life. Everyone knew he was dead. What the fuck you are you doing? You just what? heard that. That happened? Seven-year-old Billy dies on Santa's lap. What the? Just gives up the ghost oh. there on Jolly St. Nick's lap. What the? Oh. But at least all the other kids Watch. have been, <laughs> no, have been standing around watching Santa and Billy interact. They're going to carry that memory forever. Essentially, the song is about a guy playing Santa and all these kids are in line waiting to visit Santa. And he looks over and he sees he sees this little kid yeah. shivering in the cold, no shoes on. He calls him over to his lap and the little kid is in the, is from an abusive home and has run away living in a car and he dies on Santa's lap in front of all the kids. It's a good it's song. A there is no Christmas. The kid's <laughs> dead. There's no Santa. Like his suffering's over. That's all he wanted from <laughs> Santa. He wanted a happy Christmas, and guess what? He's now got it with Jesus. Well, it does come from the perspective of Santa, so maybe Santa just kind of like helped him out a bit. Put the put the little Santa hat over his nose and held him till he stopped moving. Uh -huh. um, well, another one was John Denver's Christmas song, and. Uh, yeah. We find out that Ralph hates John Denver. It comes from one of the most annoying singer-songwriters of all time, John Denver. I hate John like Denver. Johnny. I hate John Denver. I like John Denver. You do. Queen J likes him. Like she John doesn't understand Denver. my... I don't get your hatred. My hatred of John Denver. Annoying voice. No. Sappy, stupid songs. He was so good with the Muppets. Fine. He can be with the Muppets. The Muppets make everybody good. But take the Muppets away, and you know what you're stuck with? Fucking John Denver. I like John Denver. Sunshine on not my all. shoulders. Not all John Denver. But I like spanky. a lot of John Denver. Or whatever the fuck it was. Makes you spanky? Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> a, he's the worst. <laughs> I'm leaving on a jet plane. I wish you would. Well, actually, he, he did, did leave us in he a did. plane, didn't he? Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, he made the plane joke. I thought it was going to be me. Ralph, my hero. My hero. Oh. Um, but yes, it's a, it's a really bad song. Um, also, I have this John Denver song just for us to, to go over. Sunshine on my vagina makes me happy. That, that's a classic. There's also this cover. Sunshine on my vagina makes me happy. <laughs> That's a good cover. Probably better than the original. We we need to put that on our first Christmas album whenever we get to that. <laughs> you know, um, 
I was listening to the show and when Ralph started singing it, I was like, isn't that the sunshine on my vagina song? <laughs> like, I don't know that the original it's song. It's <laughs> written in your brain. Oh my God. That's You have so much information in your brain that's been wiped out. And now you have sunshine <laughs> on my vagina. And oh, I'm so happy. I don't even think I ever had the original song in my brain. That's kind of the point. Yeah. Uh, that's I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I think be... Lindsay might be too young for John Denver. No. Oh, really? Oh, we uh, uh, we had a teacher in school that used to sing his songs to us, and then we realized she really enjoyed them, so we just made every spoof version we could about them. So, country roads, buy me hoes on the tracks, near my home, get protection. Oh, I'm not going to finish it. Yeah, it, it, it that's a thing. No, keep going. No, I, I yeah. wanted to get to the next course. Yeah. I, I don't remember after that point. I don't. I, that that was the cutoff point where it's too far. <laughs> well, that's going on our Christmas CD, too. That, well, yeah, we're putting that on there. Uh, well, here's the song. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Don't get drunk this Christmas I don't want to see my mama cry I'm just glad that Ralph was the one that went with the domestic abuse song and not us. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, I got to agree with uh, Jim Carrey here. I was thinking the same thing. That John Denver's full of shit, man. Indeed. Let's go over a cup of tea in a chat. Allie is, um, I guess Allie's an old now. I don't know if you saw this. It was it was making all the rounds. A young lady posted on Tic Tac. Tic Tac? <laughs> They're delicious. I have some um, in my car. Your Nana right now. I just called it <laughs> Tic Tac. Good Lord. Oh, I love that. At least she stays focused during the show. She's right there just following the story along. Especially when Bean's talking about a 100-year-old woman that plays piano. I thought that's where you were going. So it may be where I'm going, but let me get oh. there. So so she's 107, and she had just put out an album, and obviously she got a lot of acclaim for that. She has been playing the piano her entire life. Bean, a fox is walking by me. Bean, there's a fox outside my window. I imagine there are a lot of foxes in Maine, right? Do you want to know what he's saying? <laughs> Bean, I'm videoing it right now. Oh my god, there's a fox outside my window. Oh. You come back to me when you This dead. is so cool. Bean. <laughs> this is so cool. Alert the affiliates. There's a fox outside of Allie's window. By the way, she's referencing a song called What Does the Fox Say? Here's a little clip of that. What does the fox say? <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, come <laughs> You weren't eating? What? what went wrong? Yay! Last one of the year, folks. Got to put it all in there. Lay it all out there. Oh, the year of vomit's over. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the autumnal vomit is finished. 
All right, all right. Let's get to. I guess I can. I guess I'm going to just start with this call. Jenny called in, and Jenny's called in our show before, and she left this message with Bean. Uh, she did not want to leave a voice message, so she had him use the robot overlord voice. But here's the call. I wanted to call this in her attach a voice memo, but I know I won't be able to get through it without starting to cry. So maybe you can put my words into that robot overlord voice. If not, no worries. I know you're busy with moving, so please know that my sentiment is the same. Hey, Allie and Bean, it's Jenny from Flower Mound, Texas. I hate to be known for this, but I'm the lady with breast cancer that was going to have surgery. I'm about two weeks out from surgery and everything went well. I'm happy to report that I did not wake up during surgery, so that's a win. I'm very pleased to hear that. Yes. My biggest fear in the world, as you know. And the new ladies are so perky. I don't know what to do with them as a 41-year-old woman. It's wild. I just wanted to thank you too, and the Quitters Never Give Up team, for doing what you do. I listened to both podcasts during my overnight stay, and it was such a comfort having you guys in my ears. So thanks for what you do. I hope all the teabaggers have a fabulous Christmas season, and keep up the work. Thanks, Jenny. How about Jenny, ladies and gentlemen? Jenny. On the road to recovery with perky little Thrilled. nips. I love it. Okay, that... Don't wear a bra, Jenny. That's the takeaway nope. from this show. Enough <laughs> of the talking. We'll edit all of that out. Good Lord. Well, good, Jenny. We are thrilled and have the best holiday season ever yeah. with your honkers. As someone who's been in the hospital at times where, like, you know, having something like a podcast or something to listen to has been beneficial. I've, like, I've attended a Janky Town Live when that was a thing. Uh, where I was in my hospital bed and was literally dozing off in the middle of it. I remember the beginning and the end, but like it's it's stuff like this, like especially having the ability to like listen to something that brings you comfort when you want it. It that it's great. That's why like I love the fact that like they started up like you know Kevin Stockdale with the Kevin and Bean archive and all that. That I have that ability. That it's 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 useful. Um, just even in self-care. So, hey, Jenny, uh, bring the twins on the show. We'd love to talk to you all. Just how we help you, you help us by letting us know. So thanks for letting us know that we're doing a, a mediocre job. Yeah, often on the times on the train, I'm putting this together and I'm like, who's really going to listen to this? It's just really for us to just, you know, have some penejadas at the end of the week and just laugh. I don't think anybody's like gonna get any value from uh, any of the stumblings and meanderings that I do, you know. So it, it was nice to hear that, and it's really nice that Bean kept it in. I mean, he could have edited us out because we're not uh, tied to his podcast. It was just, you know, he could have just left it as a cup of tea and a chat, but he put it in there, and, and that was—I thought that was nice of him to keep it in there. Yeah, it reminded me when I've had rough times, I would listen to the Kevin and Bean show. And I figured if I could just get till 530, I'll get some laughs for a few hours and then I can I can handle it. So to hear uh, someone say that about us was very touching. I, very I, nice fu you, I fully agree with that. That's say with Eddie. I'm going to say that 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 whole if I can make it to when the show starts, I, I, I will say I've been there, too. Yes. So. Like sometimes that's what you're looking forward to, and that's the best part of your day. Yes, thank you, Jenny. 
And, and if you ever do want to come out and come on the show, we'd love to have you on. If you need tips on what to do with your new additions, Eddie and Andrew are here for you. And you don't have to even come out for that. You you just come on the show. You like coming out. That's 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 if you, that's you. Sure. We will be much less creepy than Bean. We promise. Nope. No, I don't no. think so, Edwin. I've I've seen I've I've worked with you for like two three years now. I don't. That's not going to happen. All right. Well, that's the podcast roundup. I would have had a funny clip, but uh, I don't. So here's the slide whistle. <laughs> and now the week there was. Beep. <laughs> this is going to be so fun on the editing part. Eddie, you get your stuff ready. I'm, I always know. Okay, I'm ready. Ready, going. guys? Ready? Ready. Mm-hmm. Ready. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> One, three, it's a new day. We can't do Our feature presentation. Week that was 2012. Yes. I mean, no, I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> really? There was a championship fight. This was Juan Marquez and Manny Pacquiao. And someone was watching and they saw the Armenian comedian in Pacquiao's corner. So they got him on the line and tried to find out what the heck was going on. This was really weird. Mm, Juan Marquez is going to come back and hit a a spot that uh, he didn't do the job these few times that they were fighting. So I was... Uh, figured out before it happened that he might get this time because there's a spot that there's uh, that Manny Pacquiao didn't know about. All right, so Sam, what on it. God's green earth are you talking <laughs> I think, about? I think I speak Armenian. Sam, what you're saying is you've watched enough of these two fighters together to see a weakness in Pacquiao that maybe he didn't realize was, was there, that he was exposing himself somehow and giving Marquez a, an opening. It was like controversy point, yes. I don't know what that, oh, I don't Jesus know what the controversy Christ. point is. Um, so you weren't surprised to see Pacquiao get knocked out. I wasn't surprised because I knew what was going to happen. Well, why didn't you tell him? He's your friend. Why He's didn't you give buddy. him a heads up? Why didn't because you say, "Hey, Manny, listen. Here's what's going to happen." I wasn't. I can't. I'm not there. My wife is mostly there. I am working somewhere else, <laughs> and Manny Pacquiao is. All, uh, my wife is there all the time. I've been telling her to tell him that this is what's going to happen. Ah, she doesn't care. She's a woman. What else? What else? Oh, exactly. Right, right on. Lisa? Wow. Right Who's on. with Sam? Wow. She's a woman. Sam being charming as usual. The upshot hey. was that whereas Pacquiao trained was the same shopping center where Sam's wife works. So they knew each other. And somehow Sam got into his corner for a championship fight, and the guy lost. So thanks, Sam. In uh, Sam's defense, even if he tried to explain it to him, Manny Pacquiao probably wouldn't have even understood. Just yeah, I don't understand no what he was yeah. saying. So this was a strange week because Kevin decided he was going to take the week off. So this was a uh, before they usually take off. Then Ralph's daughter got sick, and he was gone. So it was it was a nutty week. A lot of Lisa May, so I was happy about that. 
they were going to call QVC and do the old bit where they buy whatever's on the screen. And this was Lisa's reaction. Yes. I mean, no, I don't know how to <laughs> feel about it, <laughs> really. And to make it even better, Dave called them and said, we want to put you on there like we always do. And they said, no. So no QVC for Lisa. So I don't know if that was good or bad. She didn't get more turquoise jewelry to throw in her drawer. Okay, let's finish this off. This is <laughs> was that drop from like the eighteen hundreds? It was Edison's first drop. Yeah, the first wax cylinder. <laughs> That's from an MGM cartoon for yeah. It, it was it was, it was sad trombone circus eighteen twelve on a cylindrical cylinder by Tom on a sack butt. Yeah, yep. it still works. Sack butt. Okay, let's finish this up. They were doing the top tens of the year. So these were all beer mugs interviews. So let's start off with Omar's song. He was on a roll that year. Let's go, indeed. Okay, we'll play this as a game. We'll start the intro off. If anyone wants to jump in and guess what Beer Mug contributed to the interview moment, you can. This is the first one. How much did you model your character after Arnold's character? Oh, you know, just my pecs. Just my pecs and inner thigh. I thought... I'm pretty sure to do it there. In your inner thigh. I was my inner thigh. No, I, I, got, I got in as good enough shape as I could in four months before we started shooting. You're looking fantastic, sir. Well, thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. Means the world coming from you. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> I love that. Picture Colin Farrell now. Picture Beer Mug, and you see why that's so funny that yep. he said that back to you. Here's the next one. I love this one. Whenever I hear this group, I have to say this in my head. Yes, the yep. VMAs. You were out there a very hot day with lots of acts there, and apparently, Katy Perry walked the moon. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Like, I don't know whether you were distracted by who was walking by. But uh, you wanted to make sure that Walk the Moon and Katy Perry somehow met. So you're talking to Walk the Moon. Katy Perry walks by near you, and here's how you decided to play that. Hey, Katy Perry, Walk the Moon is standing right here. Katy, Walk the Moon. Katy Perry, Walk the Moon. <laughs> and it just went on and on and on from there. I don't know what you expected Katy Perry to do, why you thought she knew who Walk the Moon was, why you thought she'd care to meet them, but that wasn't <clears throat> the best use of their time to watch you scream at Katy Perry. Katy Perry walked the moon. Katy Perry, you're muted. I will say, when I hear either Katy Perry or walk the moon, I think of Beer Mug. Okay, next Eddie, one. Eddie, no, no, quick question. Do you know who Walk the Moon is? I know they're a song. Don't they do uh, Come On and Dance With Me? The, they're a song. Okay. Oh, I, and I, now, I, a moment with Edwin. Please I mean, I, a, a band, right? No, no, you're fine. We'll, we'll come back to this after the end of the year. Uh, uh, is wow. it is it Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin? Are the Moon the Man. Band? Yeah, that was their duo, yes. Yes, yes, exactly. Would you like to take that back? Would yeah. you like to take that back? Yeah, I'll take it back. Sorry. No. I'll take mine back, too, if I could. Next <laughs> up, <laughs> Bugs is Genius. Now, this is the group that's famous for celebration, famous for ladies' night. They have a dozen songs. 
Oh, I got this one. Okay. What? Huh? Already he, got call, he, call, he calls Cool in the Gang, Casey and Sunshine Band. Exactly. Well done. Sings the wrong Maybe. song. I was very excited to talk to Cool and the Gang about one of them. All right. Here at the Grammy Roundtable with Ronnie and Cool of none other than Cool and the Gang. How are you gentlemen doing? Well, wonderful. How are you? Fantastic. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of your biggest hits. Do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight. Right. <laughs> it's funny to listen to him because he, he says it as a question. And that's kind of rude. I mean, Cool and the Gang is a great group, or they're a great song, as I might say. So for Beer Mug to insult them like that. So let's see their, their response to that. Goes a little something like this. Do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight? No. <laughs> so you you ended it as a question because you yeah. could see okay. their, the look in their faces, I sat right? down. I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question. I have no idea if it's right or not, but I'm just going to go out the gates with it and see what happens. That's why I ended it with a question. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> well, I hope they enjoy the music of Casey and the Sunshine yeah. Band because that's what you're asking them to comment on. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> no, poor cool. He deserved better than that. Next one, this might be your Bear Mug's all-time greatest one. At the Grammy Roundtable with none other than Mr. Lou Ferrigno, the Incredible Hulk himself. How you doing, Lou? Good. Wait, does anyone else know? No, it's because I'm going to mess it up, but uh, we, we know what's going to happen. It's how we... This one. You say it, Drew. I, I No, because that's the thing. I'm going to mess it up after that point. Please. How's life been up till today? Exactly. Well That's done. it. Good afternoon. How is uh how has life been for you up to up to today? <laughs> <laughs> that was, how how, uh, how is that a question and, for a sixty five year old man? And considering I only had about five minutes to spend with him and then he was gonna be carted off to oh, the next no. table. Yeah, I was I could round up my life in uh, five minutes, sure, not a problem. Uh, poor Lou Ferrigno. Next up, we got the top Omar intros of the year. These were kind of good because they kind of summed up the year in music too. Because two of the two of the intros were the man. I'm blowing this. Two of the intros were among the top three played songs of the year. Ask an alien abductee. Here's Omar. Hey, we just met you, and you seem crazy. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but somehow, somewhere in 2012, Omar started adding, oh, yeah, to everything. Yeah, that was the year of, oh, yeah, and vomit, the two things to take away from that year. Next one up, another good one. This was a contest for the movie Total Recall. Here's the game where we were giving away tickets to the red carpet of the Colin Farrell reboot of Total Recall. Here's out. Total Recall with a chick with three boobs. That's an extra boob. All you have to do is recall. Oh, yeah. That's kind of a banger, isn't it? Uh, that's that's my favorite Omar song ever. I, I, I knew that word for word. <laughs> and do you know what's that? What the original song is? The real song. Um, here in my car, there's something with cars, and we sing about cars, and we have lots of cars. That's right, Lindsay. Cars. Lindsay's really down on you. 
I was saying I don't know. Oh, okay. Sorry, for, my bad. Christopher, I, I don't He's, know the lyrics. I know the tune. That's it. Do you know the the artist is what I'm asking. Is is it the Cars? <laughs> that would be great if it was. It would. It would. I know it's wrong, but uh, no, I do We not. are the Cars. Christopher knows, I bet. Ah, uh, fuck. What's his name? I think, is it Newman? Gary Newman. Gary yeah, Newman, exactly. yeah. Gary okay, next up, they were trying to get Kevin for an intervention. So they had an interventionist on. We did Ask an Interventionist. So we'll ask an interventionist. Will you help us with our friend Kevin? Because we really think it's time to get him sober. I don't know, so that's a toss-up. <laughs> we're gonna have to cut him off. K-R-O-K. Always having a problem talking. <laughs> we were, uh, in case you're wondering, and you missed that show, we were unable to get Kevin into rehab. I'm sorry, it did not work out. The in- in- interventionist failed that day. Yeah, that was the Gautier song. We forget how huge that was. It was always showing up in 2020. That yeah. one and the Carly Rae Jepsen song, Call Me Maybe, were like two of the top three songs of that year. You know that song. It 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 feels like a stranger, but it's been so rough. I just sorry. I'll allow it. I'll allow. Hall of Fame is what I say. Uh. The number one song <laughs> or the number one Omar intro of the year. The beer mug weight challenge number one this year. Beer mug is so fat, he's so fat. Top 10 DJ Omar Khan intros for 2012. Omar, great work. If you're, I know you're on vacation this week. If you're out there listening, I just have one word for you. Well, make it two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Omar putting in the work that year. Next up, we have the top 10 drops. We'll do the same thing. If you guys want to jump in and guess, raise your hand and we'll see. This was a really good batch, by the way. Number 10, and I can't believe that this doesn't happen more often with Lisa May because she is asked to read all sorts of ridiculous copy for her commercials. Yes. Just yesterday, she had a commercial where she was going on about ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Uh, This is the one, though, that really captured my imagination as one of the best, and it's number 10 of the soundbites. Everyone's thinking. It's hard to remember which year what came out, so... I wouldn't blame you if you it, didn't know it. There was one with SeaWorld that she Oh, I know. Up. That was so good. Okay. Is it the, more funnier if they offer off the first name? I know that's a moment as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Some of them are drops and some are moments. The SeaWorld was a moment with. So that's not the, eligible for this. Okay, let's just go. To 2012. So much beef. I mean, that yeah, just to me, that's, you hear Lisa saying that, that's just good I'd news. I, do that, I thought yeah. it might have been Gruyere. But <laughs> yeah. that so much beef. That's a <laughs> terrible word. <laughs> Remember when we had the guy on, uh, and we revisited the conversation just very recently with the uh, when the Powerball jackpot got up to $500 million. We had that guy on from Florida who wrote a book about how to win the lottery. Remember? That's the only I, intro. I ran some crack, you know, crack ball theory by him, and here's what he had to say. We also fell in love with this soundbite, number nine of the year. That's a bunch of hogwash. <laughs> just such fun. commitment to that, right? Who's using hogwash in 2012, <laughs> by the way? 
Great question. One of the Internet Roundup videos that we fell in love with so much was Sweet Brown. She was the lady who was interviewed after there was a fire in her neighborhood. She Sweet Brown, we all know this one. Ain't nobody got time for that. Exactly. So good. Just come down for a cold pop. <laughs> and she said something that just uh, we all fell in love with. Here's it is at number eight. Ain't nobody got time for that. I mean, really, that just says it all. Uh, you're going to love this, Ralph. You actually made what? it as a soundbite this year. I'm honored. Ralph Garman, who says something just like this so often, whenever somebody seems to be into something that Ralph doesn't understand, this is what he says. How can you love it? It's crap. <laughs> well, I want to know. That is true. Uh, up to number six, uh, of course, it was a very contentious uh, political season. The election was very, very close. It just happened last month back in November. And uh, the election and the campaigning is where we got this soundbite at number six. Mitt Romney says no. Yeah, that's a great Mitt, one. Mitt Romney said no to a lot of things on our show, did he? Sure did. Uh, before Kevin, my uh, former radio partner, before he died, before he passed away a few yeah, years ago, sad. he used to be on the program. And we used to always love it when he would try to tackle, I don't know, complicated words that had maybe two or three syllables in Like this one, the soundbite at number five. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that's <laughs> stuff. Uh, number four is, uh, this was our go-to song. Every time we had a clip from a new album, Ralph would be talking about something that we were excited about, a new collaboration or a, a, a leak on a, a hot new album or something. Yoko? Like this is usually the song that we went to, and I love this at number four. Balls, 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 balls. That, by the way, came out of uh, 30 Rock this year. That's right. It's, and it's uh, Jane... Uh, Kukoski, yes. Kukoski, yes. Yeah. One of Jenna's hit yeah, records. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that show was so funny this year. And I just loved the little ball song. All right. We're getting uh, we're getting close to the top here. Top 10 sound bites of 2012 on the Kevin and Bean show. Here's one. This is a dark horse. This one came pretty late in the season. We've used it some this year. I suspect this one might even make next year's list. This one's going to be so popular because it definitely has the people behind it. is whenever we go out anywhere in public, it's almost impossible to not have people chanting fire beer mug. Yes. It's just they, they're so swept up with that. It seems like that you got to give the people what they want, right? I saw the band Garbage doing it backstage oh, at Acoustic no. Christmas this year. Oh, just spontaneously. They weren't doing that. John, uh, John uh, Boehner, he went to the White House yesterday to meet with President Obama for an hour, and I saw some of the video of that as they're walking out of the Oval Office. The only thing they can agree on is fire beer mug. They're chanting that together. It's crazy. just crazy. Oh. Uh, number two on the list of the top ten sound bites of 2012. I'm going to take you back to a magical day on the Kevin and Bean Show. The first week of March, we had a young lady in here being in. Oh, you guys are going to love this when you hear it. Young lady in March. Young lady, not particularly pleasant. Young lady. Why on the air? Oh, that's a good oh, one too. Lana Del Rey. Right on. Obviously. Interviewed by the name of Lana Del Rey. Do you remember that interview? Oh, oh. how could I forget? Charming <laughs> Lana Del Rey. <laughs> bitch. And do you remember that we asked her a question about the editing of her videos, and it turned out, well, not only does she, in fact, edit her videos, but according to her... Obviously. Obviously, obviously. she says, cool. yes. That was uh, Lana Del Rey, and that was, uh, that was hard. You'd be hard-pressed to find a soundbite that we enjoyed more than obviously. Obviously. But there is one. You guys have been on the show for 12 months. Any guesses? Any thoughts? Wow. Any hopes and dreams and wishes of what Number this last one could be? Hey, I'm going to give a hint because it's too hard to choose from all of them. It was Larry King. Oh, is Brenda going to be there? 
Will Brenda be there? Yes. Will Glenda be there? Glenda, I, who Damn knows? It. <laughs> Drew is having momentitis and it's contagious. Jandy, we're just about to say something. Were you going to say that? I'm a professional. Look it up in the book. That's a good one, too. Let's see what it is. Where could it be? Um, I'll give you a hint. It might be a tip-off to you. This one also comes from the month of March. Month of March. Lana Del Rey was on in March. We had somebody else on in March that gave us the greatest soundbite of the year for 2012. Oh, that's tough. March. I, I don't know. Well, it's the musical question we asked ourselves many times. Will Glenda be there? Oh, Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Larry King. Uh, Larry King was on the show ahead of his appearance at the Kevin to be April Foolishness this year. And out of the blue, for some reason, he asked us if Glenda was going to be there. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and we never stopped the whole rest of the year trying to figure out who Glenda was. <laughs> Say hello to Jane Biondi of 2012. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It is. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. I remember that because he actually came on. It wasn't a bit or something. Yeah, he had a few drops that came from that one interview where they were scratching their heads. Mm. Oh, real quick, we did get a, a quick call about country music. Country music sucks. All it does is take precious airspace away from shock DJs whose cruelty and profanity amuse us all. Like Kevin and Bean, or us. So that is it for the week that was, the last one of the year. It's been a blast. Back to you, Steve. Excellent, excellent. All right, uh, we're going to move on and say goodbye, right? So who wants to say goodbye for the end of the year? You, Christopher. You're the hardest worker on this podcast. Facts. All right. So thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, we are Quitters Never Give Up. This is uh, Chris for Edwin, Jen, Drew, and Lindsay saying bye. If you want us to review a clip or go over anything, leave us a message. Send us an email at quittersnevergiveup at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or all of the things and the Tic Tac. Do we have a Tic Tac? No, we don't. No, huh? we do not have a Tic Tac. Nice lifesavers. Bye bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Happy holidays. I have to pee pee. Will Glenda be there? This has been a Quitters Never Give Up presentation. To the window, to the wall, sweet, sweet. till the sweat drops down my balls. my balls, until all these bitches crawl. Ah, skeet, skeet, goddamn, getting crunk in the club she's working, sweet, sweet. I like to see them females twerking, taking their clothes off, bucking naked, ATL ho, don't disrespect it. Three, six, nine, damn she fine Hoping she can suck it to me one more time Bring your ass right over here, ho And let me see you get low To the window, to the wall Till the sweat drops down my balls Oh, by golly, skeet, skeet Motherfucker,